0: 12, 2023. Welcome everybody to another edition of the Ask Susie and KT Anything Podcast. All right, Miss Travis, how's it feel? Pretty good. I
1: like this new year, Susie. I see that. Tell everybody why you like it. Well, one of the first reasons I really love it is that we're walking together on the beach, in the sand, and we're able to get Susie out and about, which means I get to have a playmate again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that as well. All right. Shall we get right to it?
1: Yeah, let's I have lots of questions. (laughs) But um, I think this year is also going to be a better year than last year. In what way? In many ways, it feels different. It feels like it's going to be a more challenging year, I think, financially. But everything else. More
0: challenging than last year?
1: Yeah, I do think that. Wow. I
0: don't. What do you think?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think what matters is what you think more than me. It it feels like it's going to be. I think
0: last year was one of the more challenging investment years I've almost ever experienced in my career. Because well,
1: you were in a roller coaster mode and people like you look at it every day. Every but day, and every nothing
0: day. made sense if you want to know the truth yeah, in many all... ways. So I think this year it will be very different and more predictable, believe it or not. But
1: not necessarily calmer.
0: Well, not necessarily the first quarter, but mm. maybe after that. But I'll tell you all more about that Sunday okay. on Susie's School. All right.
1: Susie. first question is from Kyle. Hi, Suzy. With rising interest rates, do you think one should buy I-bonds for 2023 New Year or look for other CD or Treasury options?
0: So Kyle, I have to tell you, that's a great question, because I myself am pondering, Mm KT, if we should be investing $30,000 each like we do almost every year into these Mm I-bonds, because interest rates on Treasury bills are so fabulous right now. Here is my answer to you, Kyle. If I were you, I would wait. Because around March or so, we will know what inflation is doing. We will know what the renewal rates on I-bonds will probably be. And is it good enough to just lock in another 6.8% for one year Which you could do right now if you wanted to, but then watch it go down and down and down. I'm not exactly sure. So, if I were you, I would take whatever money you were going to put into an I bond, and I would buy a three month treasury bill with that money, lock in about 4.675 percent, and at that point, we will know where I bonds and inflation are heading and then we can make a decision. If we still like I bonds, you can do it then. So let's wait till March, but in the meantime, buy a three-month treasury bill. Next question, Katie. All
1: right. Next is from Mandy. Hi, Susie. Panic mode over here. Panic mode. (laughs) I like this one. It said, are we really going to lose another 60% of our investments over the next year? Should we withdraw everything we have? Right? Mandy's truly in panic mode. Susie, give everyone some advice. Mandy, what the
0: heck were you invested in that you lost 60% of your investments? I mean, really, you must have been invested in something so speculative, and you just kept it and kept it and kept it. Like, did you have Netflix and you wrote it all the way down? Did you have things like that? Because that's a serious loss, because most people really only lost, if they were truly diversified, they really only lost maybe 20 or 30% at most. So you need to really look at your investments. However,
1: for those of you who are diversified, why are you smiling? Because i if that's a panic mode question, I would just say one answer, no, <laughs> you're not going to lose everything for 60% and you shouldn't withdraw everything.
0: But we don't know what they're invested in. That should have been your quizzy, KT. Because you were, I would have been able to go. <clears throat> <laughs> Mandy, first, you need to look at your investments and make sure they are diversified across the board so that you're not all in high tech or something like that. Because otherwise you could not be having a good year this year again. However, for those of you who are diversified, and you are invested in equities and things that are paying you dividends, etc. I do not think you're going to have as bad of a year as we had last year. Again, I will go into that on Sunday on Susie School. So just make sure you tune in
1: at that time. All right. Okay, next question is from Barbara. Susie, when do all the updates for the new 2.0 Secure Act kick in? Uh, you all, everyone, um, Susie talked about this on the last yeah, Sunday, on Sunday. Susie school. So if you haven't heard that, listen to it and then you'll understand her answer right
0: now. Barbara. I wish I could tell you that. Legally, they're able to be done. It's in the hands of your corporations that you work for when they decide to implement it. So you need to ask your HR person. Next question, KT.
1: Okay, next question (laughs) is from Kat. It's a -A K-A-T, Kat.
0: Aren't you going to compliment me on how short that answer was? Well, first, I
1: love when Susie gives a short precise answer. And you know why, everybody? Because then I can remember it. All right, ready? This is from Kat. Hi, Susie and KT. Are there any... What does that mean now that you can remember... No, you you can remember like a single answer, like a yes or a no. It's easy to remember what to do. KT, what if the answer isn't yes or no? Then you have to listen to it a few times or listen really carefully. All right, this is for
0: Kevin. <laughs> Can you tell Hi. what we have going on here, everybody? Hi, Susie right. and KT.
1: Are there any rules to who is eligible for doing catch up contributions aside from having to be age 50 or older? Since age 25, I've always contributed the max to my employer 403B. Does that mean I'm not eligible? to do a catch-up at age 50. no. Tell, tell everyone what a catch-up is. I forgot, but I remember- A catch-up
0: is simply like this year, you can put, let's say, $6,500 a year into your Roth.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: However, if you are 50 or older, you could put $7,500 in. That means the catch-up is $1,000. Now, they really shouldn't even call it a catch-up.
1: Oh, because the truth right. of the
0: matter is, cat. Anybody can do it. Once you are 50 or older, you just are allowed to put even more money into your 401k or into your Roth or into your traditional IRA. Just that simple.
1: All right. From Cynthia, Susie, could you please explain the yield and dividend yield? For instance, VTI is showing a yield of 4.04 and a dividend yield of (laughs) 2.13%. I don't understand the two numbers or how they're calculated.
0: Yeah. So Cynthia, first of all, VTI is the symbol for the ETF of the Vanguard Total Stock Market Index Fund. And the dividend, when you see it's showing a yield of 4.04. It's not showing a yield of that. That is the dividend that you are saying, and I'm not exactly sure that's the correct number, but that is the dividend that they pay out per year on the VTI ETF that you own. And that dividend, that amount of money converts to a 2.13% yield when you wrote this question. Again, those numbers have changed at this point in time, because VTI, the price of VTI has changed. But they're not both yields. One is the amount of the yearly dividend. The other is the amount that dividend actually yields you on the price that you paid for VTI. Did that make sense, KT? Yeah. It makes sense, but it's always a little complicated. Well, the truth of the matter is the price of any ETF or stock changes every day. And depending on what you buy the stock for, the dividend is usually pretty stable, but the dividend will yield you more if you paid less for that stock or ETF than if you paid more since the dividend is stable. So it all depends on what you paid for it. Do you Would want me to
1: give you an example? Nope. I think that was really clear, but I but do wait, want- But wait, let me give you an example. Seriously,
0: right. you buy something for $10 yep. and the dividend is a dollar. Let's just say that's true. You have a 10% yield you buy that same stock for $5. And the dividend is a dollar. You now have a 20% yield. So depending on what you paid for it determines what your actual yield is. Now, even though that stock may go up and may go down, what you paid for it still is you're getting that yield. Hmm. So now you get it? Yeah, I do. All right. So good. Go on. So this next question. Usually when somebody answers a thing with, yeah, I do.
1: Want me to explain it to everyone?
0: No, it's all right. Go all right. on.
1: <laughs> all right. Next question is from After Jude. this podcast,
0: trust me, I'm
1: going to ask her <laughs> to explain it to me. All right. All right. Judy asks this question based on a podcast we did a couple weeks ago when we talked about the adult children that continue to live in a house after their parents died. And you mentioned the 250000 capital gain exemption on the sale of an inherited property that they held greater than one year.
0: Well, that's not exactly what I said, but I'll explain okay. the real rule. So
1: does this only apply to inherited property or does that exemption allocate to all benefactors? All right, everybody, I want you to listen to
0: me very carefully, Judy and everybody else. Every single one of you who owns a home and you own that home and have lived in that home as your primary residency for two out of the past five years, if you were to sell that home there is a $250,000 exemption, which means that when you sell that house, $250,000 of gains, you do not have to pay taxes on. If you own that house with somebody else, you each get a $250,000 exemption as long as both of you lived in that house for two out of the past five years as your primary residency. Judy, what you need to understand is that when you inherit a home from somebody who left it to you, you get a step up in cost basis on that home. So even if your parents paid $100,000 for that home, And now they left you that home. You now have inherited that home. And on the date when you inherited, that house is worth $1 million. You never lived in that home. It was your parents' home. Your cost basis on that home now is $1 million. So you could turn around and sell that home and not pay any Tax on it whatsoever. To pay capital gains tax, you have to own the home for at least one year. And then if you sold it, you would only pay capital gains tax on whatever gain there was above that $1 million. If you moved into that home and lived in it for two out of the past five years as your primary residency, you would only have to pay taxes on anything above $1,250,000 because you get that exemption. If you sell that house before one year, after you have inherited it, you will only pay ordinary income tax on everything above $1,000,000. Next question, Katie. Susie,
1: next question is from Janice. Hi, Susie and KT. I devour your podcast and follow your advice. So Janice is in a little bit of a situation, Susie, She said over the past two months, I'm not able to decide if I should stop my dividend reinvestment in my IRA held at a brokerage and let the money accumulate or buy short-term treasuries. So she said that she's 60 years old, she's probably in the last 10 years of full-time working career and not sure when she's either going to be, you know, let go or whatever. So she's asking your thoughts. Should she reinvest while the market's down or take the cash and buy short-term treasuries? So here's the
0: problem. I don't know what you're invested in. And so Janice, is it possible that, you know, maybe you're invested in something that's actually giving you a higher interest rate than a treasury. And if that's so, then you're probably, if it's a good quality stock or exchange traded fund, then you would probably be better off at this point in time, reinvesting the dividends. If, however, you're in stocks and they're only paying you a half a percent in dividends or whatever it may be, then maybe you're better off not reinvesting it. However, remember, in a brokerage account, the minimum you need to buy an individual treasury bill is a thousand dollars. So, would you even have enough money if you didn't reinvest the dividends to do what to buy a treasury bill that I don't know because I don't know also how much money you have in there, but assuming that you have good quality stocks, they're paying you a decent dividend of two, three, four, five percent, or even more if you own things like Devon and you have 10 years until retirement, I have to tell you, I probably would stick with reinvesting my dividends at this point in time.
1: Oh, good. That's great. Uh-huh. Why? You're because happy for I, her? Well, I thought you would actually say to buy the treasuries, but I think that's interesting. Do you
0: interesting. see though, KTY, some of these questions, yeah. and all of you listen to me. They're
1: all very individual They're scenarios. all individual
0: Things I wish I could talk to you. Maybe we need to change the Ask Susie podcast and KT podcast to where people can call in and ask, but then we would be having like a radio show. So I'm not sure that would actually work or a new TV show or a new don't go. You are, I could, I can tell.
1: Wait, if you all want to see Susie on TV again, vote yay or nay as they did in the house. Well, well, we have to put up a poll for them to do that. Maybe
0: I will, right? But I know she has been working on something
1: and I'm not my sure. secret everybody my right. secret
0: oh my goodness anyway so when you write in and I just want to say to all of you that have been writing in and you write in a question to ask Susie podcast at gmail.com or on the community app that you can download um Google Play or Apple apps ah, you're writing such long ones and we're getting thousands now, and I really can't get to them. So when you write in, just know that maybe they'll be chosen, maybe not, but just be patient and hopefully we'll answer your question with somebody else's question, if that made sense. Okay, go on, KT.
1: Okay, Susie, I like this one because this is from Sarah. Sarah's 21. Listen to this, everybody. She's 21. I've been contributing small amounts to a Roth 401k, five percent since I was 18. My mom listens to you and taught me well. Then Sarah wrote, "This past year, I got a full-time job as a flight instructor.
0: Doesn't pay any money. Wait a
1: minute, but wait, I'm kind of proud that she's 21. Yeah, and she's a flight instructor. Yeah,
0: fabulous. But I think I know where this is going, Sarah.
1: I've begun contributing to a Roth IRA as well. I max out. I work at a community college and I have to pay 15% into a PERA, a Pura Defined Benefit. Do you know what that is? It's a pension
0: plan. A public employee retirement oh. system. Are you not? Yeah, it's it's go on. Okay, yeah. it's a
1: pension plan. My retirement contributions and savings take up 60% of my paycheck but my rent will be doubling in six months. Yeah. Now, Sarah goes on, like most 21-year-olds, to say, I also want to buy a house and a car in the next five years. Da, 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 da. So let's start with, first of all, this is a goal-oriented young woman. Congratulations, Sarah, just for that. But Susie, what, what do you think she should be doing here? So- I love that she's investing in her retirement now. All right,
0: so girlfriend, first of all, I love that you are a flight instructor. Oh my God, if I could turn back the hands of time, Katie, yeah. I so would have wanted to do that. We have a really great friend by the name of Rita Case, and maybe a lot of you see her on television of Case Auto, right? She's so brilliant. I can't even fabulous tell you. woman, but she flies her own plane. And
1: she's our age. She's and, younger than Susie and I, but she's, I'm not
0: even sure how old she is,
1: to tell you the truth, Katie. But, but the but fact that she flies these Phenoms and these jets, she's oh incredible, my, incredible. <laughs> and she looked at me. She said, Katie, it's easy. It's actually kind of easier than driving."
0: Yeah, and she's like, <laughs> "Oh, but she's such a brilliant business she's woman so and smart. everything." But I wish I could do that, but I can't anymore because I just can't. Maybe because I really don't want to. Because I guess there's nothing I can't do if I wanted to do it, you but that's besides do it. Rita the point. Said you can do it, right. but anyway, Sarah, when you are this goal oriented, the very first thing, truthfully though, I would cut back if your community college is not matching your Roth 401k contribution. Is I would cut back there if I were going to cut back at all, I would not cut back on my Roth IRA on any level, because it's the money that you originally put in to your Roth that you could access at any time without penalty or taxes. So years from now, you could take money out of your Roth that you originally put in for a down payment on a home or something like that. But here is my true advice to you. You're 21. Your rent is going to double. Either move back in with your mother. I am not kidding. If she will allow you to do so, you could pay her rent. Maybe that would help her. But if rent is so exorbitant now, I'd rather see you cut back on rent or get four roommates or do what our niece does where she lives in this tiny little apartment with two roommates. At one point, she was living with four or five roommates so that they could afford it. But if you're living by yourself, I kind of think that you are because you say your rent is going to double that's how i would tackle this more than cutting back at this point in time at 21 cuz these are your compounding mm-hmm. years
1: these will really these benefit these years you. are
0: are the years that you must not stop investing to the max in your retirement accounts. But if you have to choose one, I would choose the Roth 401k unless they match that contribution, then you can't afford not to do that. So bottom line, get yourself some roommates. All right.
1: And ride a bicycle.
0: I'm sure she's riding a bicycle. (laughs) But really, talk to your mom and think about maybe moving back in with her. You never know.
1: All right, next question. This is actually my final question from Susan. Hi, Susie and KT. Please help my poor mom. Oh. oh, ready this one, everybody get ready. My mom was convinced by her friend to invest in a cryptocurrency, which she put in her life savings into Crypto.com. Scam, scam, scam. Mm. Keep going. I can hear it. I can feel it. This makes me sad. Then into an exchange called Comex to buy USDs. Initially, she made money that was able to take out $15,000 before there was suspicious activity with money laundering when 10 BTC was put into her account. Ten 10 Bitcoins. Now her account is frozen, Good. unable to take out her funds. She was asked to put an additional, ready for this, everyone, 60000 to repair the credit so her account can be unfrozen to take out the money she put in. see, tell why everybody why we're sad. We're getting more and more of these and tell them this is... We
0: actually had a friend mm-hmm. who was over and told us how her mother. Her sister. Oh, it was her sister. Mm -hmm. Twice. Twice.
1: Twice, two times. Smart girl too. Like
0: 20,000 and then another 25,000 into this and then obviously it was a scam. So Susan And it
1: wait, I have to tell everyone, and it was exactly the same model. They say it's frozen, but don't worry, we're gonna secure this for you. But we need some money to be put in so that we can unfreeze it. That's the big scam. That's the scam, everybody. Because
0: mom is looking at how much 10 Bitcoins are worth, and 10 Bitcoins right now, even at like 17,000 each, it's like Mm 170,000. So yeah, I'll do 60,000 so that my account could be unfrozen. It is a scam. It is a scam. It is a scam. At least your mother put in 30,000, her life savings, Mm. at least she got back 15,000. And so if she loses 15,000, then it's lost. But do not do this. Do not do this. Do not let her do this. None of you should do this on any level. And let alone make sure that you advise your parents and everybody else, and this includes you, you do not invest in cryptocurrency of any kind unless you can afford to lose it. Again, on Sunday, I will update you on where I think Bitcoin and Ethereum is going. Do not get suckered in right now that you see it increasing at this point in time. I do not think that's what's going to happen to it in the long run. So do not touch it if I were you. Go on. All right.
1: I have a big question, Susie we've been getting these emails, everyone, and also friends calling. And Susie unfortunately says there's nothing that she can do. But is there a place people can report this? These are criminal acts.
0: Mm -hmm. So they really need to be reported. I'm serious to the police, to law enforcement, to the Better Business Bureaus, but most importantly, probably to the district attorney, to press charges, the FBI, whatever it is, this is a serious scam. KT, it is quizzy time for you.
1: Uh-oh. We right? haven't done one of these in a while. Right? You did the last quizzy.
0: And I got it right. You did. I'm so <laughs> proud of myself. <laughs>
1: okay. So
0: proud.
1: Now you know how I feel.
0: I don't know how you feel. I never
1: get it right, so I don't you know.
0: ever get it wrong. So no, how would so, I know how you feel? So that's
1: what I mean. You felt so great that you got it right.
0: No, KT, you're not hearing me. You never
1: get... All right, go ahead. Ask me my quizzy.
0: I never get it wrong. Get ready, everybody. This is
1: for you too.
0: All right, this is from This is our quizzy. And KT is right. I really want all of you to know how to answer almost every question that is asked on the Ask KT and Susie podcast. Because it's when you can do that, then you've learned. And then you don't have to ask questions because you yourself know the answer. Hi, Susie and KT. Thank you for all you do. You are most certainly welcome, my love. I am single and about seven to 10 years away from retirement. I have two mortgages totaling approximately $200,000. Write it down, everybody, so that you know, right? This person is 7 to 10 years away from retirement, and they have mortgages of $200,000, the majority which is on an investment rental property at 6.7% interest. But she has been putting in the maximum every year into her Roth IRA and employee retirement account. Almost half of her income, KT, goes in to these retirement accounts, which depressingly took a big hit in 2022. The question is this, should she pay off her two mortgages or keep contributing to her retirement accounts? She says at the end, all the best in 2023, and she loves us. Let everybody think about it. $200,000 in mortgages. The majority is at 6.7%. She has money in her retirement accounts. However, 50% of her salary is what she puts into those retirement accounts. Should she stop doing that and pay off the two mortgages instead? What should she do 10 years away from retirement?
1: I wish I knew of the 200000 which one was, if they're equal mortgages, because she has two properties. I'd pay off one of them and keep putting my money in retirement. I'd pay off that rental one. So she would pay off- So you that would, then I would gain, you know, all that rental income and also sell it if I had to. See what I mean? You wouldn't pay off both. No. No, because I think if she pays off both, she won't be able to keep putting money in her retirement so i would pay off that rental one first cuz that's eating up the majority it's, it's a high interest rate uh-huh but get we, rid of it
0: yeah so are you ready for your answer i hate to start this year off doing this to you
1: come on give it to me
0: seriously are you prepared for it
1: yeah Ding, 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 ding. I, I see, I knew I had a hunch that that would be the way to go. Right.
0: So what I really wish.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? Or is this a joke? Or I got it. You got I it, got girlfriend. It. Yes, everybody. See, all you have to do is think, what would you do? And that's what I would do.
0: There you go. Oh, great. Oh. I got one. That's my first
1: 2023. Yay, 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 yay. Yay, 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 So
0: anyway, Terry's, I really wish I knew Were you going to keep your primary residency or not? But I also wish I knew how many years you had left and the interest rate on your primary mortgage for your home. Because are you going to have it paid off in 10 years if you keep paying it and it is a tax deduction? Obviously, the rental property is also a tax deduction. However, KT is absolutely right at a 6.7% interest rate, that is really high. So therefore, one of the best ways for you to tackle your retirement seven to 10 years from now is to have the highest interest rate mortgage paid off, especially if you are going to keep that rental property for a long time. So that's what I would do if I were you. All right, everybody, what does that do? It brings us to the end of Ask KT and Susie Anything. And Sunday, I will do Susie's School, um, what I really think is happening in these markets, how they could be going up here, down here, but I will give you really what I think and what you should be doing in terms of how to think about investing for 2023, not only in the stock market, not only in real estate, not only in possibly series I bonds, but in cryptocurrencies as well. Regardless, I can tell you, I still really, really love short term treasury bills. I love them. I love them. I love them. And I love you so much, my dear KT.
1: Thank you, Susie. What do we want to tell everyone?
0: So there's really only one thing that matters when it comes to your money and your life. And that is this. Today, wherever we go, we will create a more
1: joyful, peaceful, and and loving loving world.
0: world. All right, everybody. Now you stay safe and secure. See you Sunday. Bye-bye. We can't get-